So, hey, I'm, I'm Guillaume Casanova. I lead the, the commercial division here at Bewa RE. And it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to have you on board. We're going to have a, an exquisite crew presenting a little bit of some product rollouts and what to expect for 2021. You know, without further uh, further waiting, I'm going to introduce everybody. So we have uh, Ben from Solar Edge on the line. He is the director of their CNI division. Ben, if you want to wave, say hi. How are you doing? Good, good morning and good afternoon to everybody who's joined in. Depending on what you log in, it could be the afternoon and the morning. And then we also have uh, Jonah and Ted from Unirag joining us. How are you guys doing? Good. Hello, everyone. Hello, everybody. Good stuff. And then uh, last but not least, we also have uh, Thomas Nielsen and Tosho from J Solar. Hey, everybody. Hello, hello. Nice to be here. Good stuff. Well, thanks thanks all for coming on board. Uh, so this is uh, the first webinar on the commercial CNI division of the year for Baywa, and, and we're going to have many more. But we decided to invite you all. The format is a little bit different than some of the other webinars or where there's just one participant here. We wanted to bring in three of our major partners and and have them share updates on on what's happening in the CNI uh, product landscape, right? And so we're gonna have uh, Ben starting with a 15 minute little presentation about what's happening on the storage front, followed with Ted and Jonah from Unirac introducing one of their newest product line for, for rooftop. And so something pretty exciting to look forward to. And then we'll finish with Thomas, another 15 minutes looking at panel changes, new products for uh, 2021. It's an exciting year where the industry is migrating from uh, the standard 72 cells to um, bigger modules, bigger modules, more power on the roof. Um, so we'll be, we'll be looking toward um, understanding timelines and delivery of these. So our APC partners can plan plan all the way. All right, Ben. I guess uh, maybe I'll I'll leave it to you uh, to start off and and um, and oh, before I go, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure I talk about Q and A's. Feel free to send questions through the chat. You know, uh, we'll we'll be uh, answering them either live from the panelists or um, at the end we'll have a, a little Q and A session for the last ten minutes. All right, without further ado, Ben, it's on you. Awesome. Well, thank you, Guillaume, and thank you to the Baywa team for inviting us and, and having this, this, this great opportunity to present to everyone out there. So uh, so we will talk a little bit about SolarEdge. Uh, and as Guillaume said, we're going to show a couple of different things that we haven't shown in the past. And uh, this, this is really our... Uh, sorry, I'm just advanced. So I'm Ben Frank, as, as uh, Guillaume mentioned, the director of uh, national CNI sales at, at SolarEdge. And these are the things that we're going to talk about today. Just a quick overview of SolarEdge by the numbers. Uh, we will talk about our global manufacturing uh, capability. Again, not something that we've presented a lot in the past. Uh, we'll actually have a, a quick video hosted by our CEO. Uh, a quick overview of SolarEdge commercial solutions including our newest products that will be coming out over the next few quarters. We will talk about a new program that we launched uh, towards the end of last year uh, called Advantage. So a very, very interesting program that uh, ties to optimizers. And then we'll show you a couple of case studies uh, that, uh, that are of interest to the commercial world. So SolarEdge by the numbers, we are the number one inverter company in the world by revenue. 
we have 60 million plus optimizers installed in the field. Uh, we have 2.5 million, almost 2.5 million inverters, 21 gigawatts of, of systems installed around the world. And we're approaching close to 3,000 uh, employees. Actually, I think we, we recently just surpassed that. So it's a little bit of out of date. And we have many, many patents awarded and many hundreds more that, that are coming. So a uh, lot of activity on, on the solar edge front. And as I said, we, we do have this quick two or three minute presentation uh, of a new plant that uh, are, are, we've unveiled in, in 2020. And I'll, I'll let this roll here and hopefully everyone can. that this industry is mature and can service the market even in extremely challenging times. Smart energy and solar in particular have proven to be an excellent investment for home and business owners. And I believe that the demand for solar in a climate and world where backup and grid independence is growing in importance will continue to accelerate. We jointly have a lot to be proud of and a lot to look forward to. In fact, I believe as early signs in Europe indicate, that investments in solar PV, including storage, all around the world will be one of the key drivers for economic recovery in 2021 and beyond. I'm speaking to you here from Sela One, our brand new automated manufacturing facility in the northern part of Israel on the outskirts of Nazareth. Here, we are producing inverters and power optimizers with cutting edge automated production lines enabling us to ensure high-quality new products will be delivered to you faster and tariff-free. Sela One is an example of our commitment to driving adoption of renewable energy globally. Summary of our <clears throat> different manufacturing facilities around the world. We, we do have five plants and we work with uh, some you know, global partners on, on manufacturing as well as our R&D centers that, that uh, also have five locations around the world. So it gives you an idea of the global foot, footprint of SolarEdge and also of our uh, increased manufacturing capacity that, that we have currently and that we plan to continue increasing over time. So having gone through the manufacturing, I do want to talk about the SolarEdge commercial solution. This is a good summary slide that shows uh, our optimizers uh, going from 605 to 1100, our inverters as they are today from nine kilowatts up to 100 kilowatts. And of course we have our monitoring platform. So why do, why do folks use SolarEdge on commercial projects? There's really four or five key reasons. Uh, the first is we do increase energy production because of our maximum PowerPoint tracking. Uh, we do have a lot of flexibility in design. Right? We can do longer string lengths. We don't care about azimuths and angles and orientations. And we also are very, very strong in mitigating shade, uh, at, which could have a potential impact on production. Of course, safety is a big part of what we do and, and meeting the latest and in fact, exceeding the latest and greatest uh, NEC 2017 and 2020 co-compliance. That was really the DNA of SolarEdge. Uh, customers do love us, particularly on commercial rooftop projects, because it's very easy to redesign uh, 
with SolarEdge, even on the fly for installers. And then last but not least, uh, the module level uh, monitoring and performance capability that you get out of the SolarEdge platform. So with that, let me just talk a little bit about how that's different than traditional inverters or what we sometimes like to call legacy string inverters. You know, the first thing is reduced energy production. So strings typically with a legacy inverter typically track to the lowest performing module in that string or PowerPoint tracker, right? So if you have a situation where one module is underperforming for whatever reason, whether it's dirt, you know, blown bypass diodes, shading, that will impact that entire string or that entire MPPT, bringing down your overall system production, right? Also, less flexible design. I talked about that in the previous slide. So you do have limited string lengths. You know, all strings have to be the same. They do have to be pointed in the same direction, same orientation, and you do want to have the same module wattage. And if at all possible, you want to avoid shading because of the previous comment. So you know what ends up happening, and quite common in, in rooftop projects, site is designed. The installers go up on site and say, wow, there's a obstruction here I didn't expect. What do we do now? Now you have to do a redesign. Solar edge flexibility, easy enough to do a redesign, but because of some of the restrictions of the legacy inverters, they will have to go back to the engineering company or the engineers and have them do a relayout. Where am I gonna put those extra modules? So definitely one of the limitations and you could see it may impact the overall system size. Uh, no level, no module level monitoring or performance data. So that's you know key thing of what SolarEdge could do. Very very difficult to do or, or not even possible to do with with a legacy inverter. And then lastly, you know meeting safety and code compliance. Yes, there are third party solutions that you could get basic you know adherence to NEC code, but you know not to the level of SolarEdge. So having gone through that, I, I do wanna talk about, so what is different? I mean, there's many things different about SolarEdge, but the obvious one is the use of an optimizer. So we often get questions about what, you know, this is an extra component. I'm concerned about it in the field, something else that could break, you know, what can SolarEdge do? So as I mentioned at the beginning of this presentation, we have released a new program, it's called Advantage. It is a peace of mind program that applies for the first two to two and a half years of the project. And it's specific to optimizers. And basically what it means, whether you're a system owner or an EPC, what it means is we will cover, if you do have an optimizer issue, we will cover the loss production as well as the truck roll and site cost to replace it. We expect it to follow a, a a, uh, a schedule of going a couple of times a year. And through our you know, amazing monitoring portal, we will keep track of the lost production. So at the end of the period, all you do is you send an invoice to SolarEdge and we will make you whole. So there won't be any more issues or concerns about, hey, what happens if an optimizer fails? So there, that's the Advantage program. Next, I want to talk about so I want to talk about some of the new inverters. So I talked about you know, manufacturing, we talked about the, the Advantage program, 
And I want to talk about some of the new inverters that we are going to be releasing this year over the next few quarters. So today we have on the 208 side, we have our nine kilowatt 14.4. We also have a 20 kilowatt 30 and a 33.3 for 480. The new offering will be a 17.3 kilowatt at 208 and also a 40 kilowatt at 480. And you can see the new inverters are 25, 30% lighter and more or less the same size. So physically similar dimensions. And another really cool thing, we get a lot of questions about being able to oversize above the current 135%. We will be able to do 150% oversizing. Um, and then the other neat thing that we added, we made standard uh, higher level of surge protection built in on RS-45, DC side, as well as AC. So you see SPD, that stands for surge protection device. So we added additional surge protection capability above and beyond what's required by UL code for all of those three parts of stuff that gets connected into the inverter. And lastly, but not least, we can now do three wire connections. You don't have to have that, that neutral connection like in previous inverter, the, the current inverter. So you can do a neutral connection, but not necessary with the new inverter. Likewise, the synergy. So when we talk about synergy, what that is, that's our modular platform where we have multiple 33 kilowatts or 14.4 kilowatts tied together with a single combiner to give you a much higher wattage modular inverter. So we're moving from, or, or introducing on the 208 side, going from the 43.2 to the 50 kilowatt. And the 66 kilowatt and the 100 kilowatt will go to 80 and 120. So you can see the building block now is 17.3 and 40 versus the 14.4 and 33.3. Again, similar physical size, much lighter, We've already heard feedback from some uh, initial adopters who love working with it, even for large ground mounts, uh, because it's much lighter, a single installer could carry it. And then the same surge protection and AC connection capability. Um, a few other data points on the new inverters. Uh, I talked about the, the lighter size, so easier to install, easier to handle. I talked about the oversizing. Now we will have four string fused inputs, right? Previously it was three strings unfused. Now it's four strings and fused. Uh, the other thing, if we look at the synergy inverter, so that's again, the modular one where you have multiple units tied together, um, there's a pre-commissioning capability. And the pre-commissioning capability means that if your site, if your customers got their site set up, you've got it installed, but you don't have AC power yet, you could still do the optimizer pairing without AC grid, right? So we have the capability with that inverter to do pre-commissioning even without AC grid. And then we talked about the four string fused inputs and the surge protection. And we have added uh, other capability like PID, uh, that's the degradation of modules. We'll be able to mitigate that uh, with built-in capability in that inverter. So we talked about inverters, we talked about construct our manufacturing capability, we talked about advantage. I just want to show a, a couple of case studies. So if you go to our website, 
And this is the link, SolarEdge website, US Solutions Commercial, very easy to find on our website. We have a bunch of case studies. Many customers ask for references or referrals of you know, projects that we've done, customers that we've worked with. And, and we have a bunch of case studies. I'm just gonna highlight two of them to give you an idea how we set up our case studies from our wonderful marketing group. Um, so I, I'm showing one case study here is uh, a, a, it's a healthcare site um, in Connecticut. And let me just read a, a, a quote from the end customer who actually owns the site. Said, we chose SolarEdge to supply the inverters and power optimizer for this project for several reasons. First, it's state-of-the-art technology produces more electricity in cloudy regions like the Northeast due to superior design and increased energy output by tracking the maximum power point of each module. Plus, using reliable and NEC 2017 compliant products from, the Sol from SolarEdge results in a safer system with rapid shutdown and higher system uptime. So that's from Alex Dembitzer from Skyrim. He's the owner of this system or his company owns this system. It's a 1.2 megawatt rooftop. A lot of other great data in there. Again, please check that one out. And the other one is a high school up in um, Minnesota. I think it's in Minnesota, uh, Minneapolis. And this is with a, a, let me read a quote from, from the managing partner of, of our customer, C2 Energy. This is from Candice Mikhailovitz. We care about long-term success of our clients' projects. We chose SolarEdge for their ability to meet NEC rapid shutdown, their high quality and exceptional safety record in the market. SolarEdge products maximize energy production while protecting our customers from the pitfalls of non-MPPT solutions. So again, lots of great data in that case study as well. Please look at that. There are others on carports, rooftops that you can find on our website. And last but not least, uh, in summary, I think you've heard pretty, oops, sorry, went a little bit too far. Let me go back. So I think you heard a pretty common theme on you know, a lot of the slides that I presented. Why do customers use SolarEdge? We maximize energy yield. We have the design flexibility, reducing balance of system, larger system installs, the safety, and the lower O&M cost because of the monitoring capability. So with that, thank you very much. I'll hand it back to Guillaume and look forward to everyone's questions. Uh, thanks, Ben. Uh, appreciate your presentation. Very, very well done. Very thorough. Uh, apart from maybe the we had a little hiccup. Sorry about that for the video sound. Um, I see. I saw some, a couple questions on the chat. I think there's one for you, Ben. It, it, now that you don't need to talk, you might you might have time to answer it. Otherwise, we'll we'll take question at the end. We're going to move forward and bring uh, Ted and Jonah on the line so that they can talk about their new product, the Grid Flex product. Ted, Jonah, the floor is yours. Thank you very much, Gil. Uh, hello, everybody, and uh, thank you for uh, having us on and your interest in Unirac. Uh, my name is Ted Bleeker. I'm uh, Director of Commercial Development in the East Coast. Um, Jonah Coles is um, Director of Customer Solutions, um, really our, our product guru, if you will, out in Colorado. Um, so we um, welcome you to learning more about UNRAC. 
Um, many of you know about UNRAC, but a quick lowdown is uh, we're headquartered in Albuquerque, New Mexico. We've got regional offices in Colorado where our R&D lab is located and Ohio. Um, we have over seven gigawatts of experience, um, over three quarters of a million installations um, in residential and commercial space and very uh, diverse customer portfolio. We work from um, small mom and pop installers all the way up to major uh, project developers in the, in the commercial space. Um, and we've got a very sophisticated supply chain. I know that's important in today's world. Uh, we have global sourcing um, on uh, every major continent except for Antarctica. So um, we've got a very diverse and uh, great uh, supply chain. Um, we are boasting a six day delivery on all product. Um, so we have a great inventory and keep up with demand. So one of our um, pieces we wanna explain here is how Unirac is, um, we are more of a solutions company. Um, this project here that we're showing is Mandalay Bay, which is 6.4 megawatt DC pro project in Las Vegas. Um, this was done with our RM10 uh, uh, product, uh, 10 degree tilt and landscape. And we worked through this project uh, on multiple fronts from project support, layout support. Uh, we had engineering support. And of course, with the project this side, size, we had on-site uh, install support. Um, we are more than just a manufacturer. We wanna express to you that our project solutions um, have a deep bench of support for you. Um, that includes uh, layout assistance from the very start to project management support throughout your uh, permitting phase, and then site uh, specific installation support to help you. Our second project here is a, a project in, with, uh, pardon me, in Illinois, uh, Keystone Display. Uh, we were approached by a customer for the ballasted portion um, for this project with EcoFoot um, and we uh, gained their acceptance for the metal roof as well. There were very low PSF requirements for the metal roof. They could not use uh, a, a rail-based system. So we ended up uh, providing our metal X system uh, for a very low two PSF uh, range installation here. Um, turned out great, uh, customer loves it. Uh, there is a testimonial on the Equilibrium website that you can also uh, check out. And then the Food for Less project is our uh, dual tilt, RMDT. And that is a, uh, a project that was originally designed for a south-facing ballasted solution. Uh, we went to East-West when we realized that the, uh, the customer design had uh, incorrect roof dimensions and we had to keep the KW system the same size. Um, so we were able to provide our east-west system there to meet their target uh, requirements. As far as our team, um, really what we'd like to impress with you folks uh, in the commercial sector, Unirac traditionally is known in our 20 years of experience of, of being in business as a resi 
um, you know, racking supplier. Um, with our acquisition of Equilibrium in 2020, we are looking to grow and double our commercial business. Um, so it's really important. And what we've done with our team is provide a, a focused CNI team, almost like an incubator within our company to, uh, to service the needs of commercial. Um, so different from residential as far as the project support upfront, what we provide you through layouts and engineering to get you to permitting. Um, it's a long haul and we are there to support you with, uh, with the resources to make it happen. And with that, I'm going to uh, hand it off here to Jonah, who's going to talk a little bit about our product and uh, introduce you to one of our new um, products. Thanks, Ted, and thanks everybody for joining. Um, this slide here is just showing an overview of our product offering. And the main idea to impart here is that we really do have a solution for every type of CNI project out there. And we have the team that Ted just mentioned to help guide you to the right solution for your project. For example, in the ballasted flat roof segment, we have six products now with the acquisition of Equilibrium Solar, uh, which is where Ted and I both came over in July to Unirac. We added quite a bit. And then um, shortly, we're gonna talk about GridFlex a little bit and introduce that for anybody that hasn't seen it and introduce you to um, some webinars that you can go to to learn more about the, uh, the new GridFlex product. But those are really the two big new things going on at, at Unirac. Um, during the, in the middle of the pandemic, Unirac invested heavily in buying Equilibrium Solar um, and, and building this commercial team and really creating a, a, a new focus on commercial and, um, and really wanting to be a major player, building the back end so that we can turn around projects quickly, got great design tools. So if you're not sure, um, for example, if a EcoFoot 2 plus 10 degree south facing system or RM10 might be better for your specific project, um, we can quickly run those and compare them and show you the ballasting or attachment count, for example, or the PSF if your project has a specific PSF requirement for the roof, which they often do, we can help guide you to the right product to suit your project. Um, and, and these are products that, especially the RM and EcoFoot line that have been around and are very popular in the, what we call the bay system, um, kind of the bay style where the modules are connected um, by these um, modular bays that, that join modules, really four modules together and create that system. They're very popular because they're very easy to install. Um, they, they go down quickly. Uh, we also have Metal X that Ted mentioned is a railless um, metal roof application. Of course, Unirac is very deep in the world of rail. So any type of uh, pitched roof, Unirac can support tilt ups uh, as well as ground mounts. Um, so we've got the ULA, GFT, and then also EcoFoot is often used on the ground for, um, for example, on a landfill that's covered over. We have a lot of customers using EcoFoot because it's so easy to put down and you, you don't have anything growing there. We've got one in the works that they're putting AstroTurf over a landfill and EcoFoot's a perfect product for that, just as an example. Um, but these systems, we do have a lot of them and um, we want it to be kind of our headache to try and help, help you figure out what the best system is rather than um, you having to go out to the broader market and 
do a bunch of research and get quotes from a bunch of different places. Um, we feel like we're a one-stop shop with the team in the background to help guide you to the right solution. Um, so that's kind of the overview. And um, now we'll talk more specifically about the new and exciting product GridFlex. So this is a, a system overview um, in, in the limited time here. We're not gonna go over all of the product details, um, but we, we do have a, um, a few webinars that I mentioned that can fill in that gap for you. Um, so GridFlex is a grid or rail-based system for flat roofs, a ballasted system. And um, there are some other grid-based or rail-based systems out there for flat roof. Uh, it's kind of the old way of doing installs and we're, we're coming back to it a little bit before the base systems came out, um, the flat roof world. And I came up and install and installed plenty of rail-based sort of clunky, really early flat roof systems that were out there. Um, and then these base systems came along and, and installers, including myself, just loved how fast they went in, how easy they are to configure. Um, you don't spend much time figuring out also how they go together. There's a lot of pre-assembly, uh, very intuitive install. So with GridFlex, the idea is to bring all of those advantages of the base system to a grid-based system. With pre-assembled clamps, modular designs, you can go around obstructions. Um, earlier, Ben mentioned how common it is to have to move modules around on a roof. I think it's probably more common to have to do that than not. Um, and GridFlex is just as easy to accomplish that as any of the base systems there. Um, so lighter, faster, more secure, that's our, that's our tagline for GridFlex. It's, it's really built for speed, but also strength. So building, building a system with the strength for better load sharing, which ultimately reduces the amount of ballast or attachment count, reduces the um, frequency of needing attachments to hit a low PSF requirement. Um, so that, that's the idea of GridFlex. It is brand new. We have our five degree system out now. It's in stock. So Ted mentioned supply chain that applies to GridFlex. 10 degree is coming in summer, this summer. Supply in August, but we will be able to design in um, April or May for projects that will be going in August or later. Um, and it's got all the bells and whistles, uh, UL certification, um, fire system classification, really good um, high corrosion materials or resistant to high to corrosion materials, um, Galvalume and G180 with aluminum and stainless steel. So it's, it's a really good system um, and we're, we're very excited about it. It's launching right now. We just installed the first project uh, last week. So we're something we're very excited about that's new. And then Ted, if you'd advance, I'll just go through the uh, webinars that, that we're having. We already had the first two, but they are recorded. And I'll put a link in the chat to those uh, recordings as well as signups for the new webinars that are the webinars we have not yet done. So we've already done the overview. We did a design and engineering. Um, coming up next week on the 10th, Wednesday, we've got installation process tips and tricks. That's really a hands-on um, type of webinar for those that are actually working with the product. And then February 24th is an interesting one where we'll be talking about wind tunnel testing. We'll have a guest speaker from IFI, which is the firm in Germany that uh, did our wind tunnel test for GridFlex. And they'll be going over kind of how the, a little behind the scenes into wind tunnel testing, how it's done, how the values and coefficients are, um, are gathered, and then also how we apply that to the system. Um, so that's gonna be a really interesting one and we encourage you all to join. Um, so yes, yeah, stay in touch. Um, th this is how you can contact us. 
Ted mentioned, we've got a huge team ready to support your projects and also a, a very large uh, slate of solutions and we can help you find that right solution. So you can use our online design tools or just submit a project to us and we can help you through it. Thanks, thanks for your presentation. I think there are a couple of questions for you on the chat. We're, we're gonna move on to uh, the JSOLA part of the presentation and then have the Q&A session, but Ted, Joe and I, if you, if you read the question, you can type an answer if you think you can answer coherently on, on, on the chat. Otherwise, we'll come back to them afterward. Thomas, uh, welcome online. Uh, it's your turn to go. JS Solar has some uh, new products rolling out over the summer, I believe. That's right. Thanks, Kim. And thanks, thanks to everybody who joined the call. Nice to be chatting with everybody today. My name is uh, Thomas Nielsen. I am uh, Director of Sales on the West Coast of the United States. I'm joined on the call today as well by uh, Toshu. Uh, Galatu, our uh, senior support engineer in the U.S. I'm going to run a little bit of, through our uh, product roadmap and uh, module uh, capacity expansions uh, for 2021 into 2022 and, and beyond. So nice to be with all of you today. Okay, quick intro to uh, JA Solar, founded in May 2005, uh, Fortune 500 company in uh, China. Um, market share at about 8.3%, uh, 50 gigawatts in uh, cumulative shipments as of uh, Q2 2020, around 33,000 customers worldwide, 22,000 employees, and 12 manufacturing bases. Um, Jay has grown significantly uh, since 2005, and particularly in the U.S., um, we're, we're moving around 1.3 gigawatts uh, annually uh, to the U.S. from our South, South Asia manufacturing bases, and I'll talk a little bit more about that. And uh, we work with leading customers across uh, the utility, commercial distribution, and, and residential uh, market channels. Um, and uh, Jay is globally and in the U.S. probably at a number two, number three uh, spot uh, from a capacity, module capacity perspective. Let's move towards the products a little bit. This gives you a, kind of a quick uh, summary of the cell efficiency roadmap going forward from 2020 to 2022. Um, the main product that's offered in the US here is the PERC type, uh, PERC mono product, uh, ranging in a cell efficiency here from about 22.8 to 23.4 in 2022. The module efficiencies are going to be from about 19.5% uh, to 21% uh, across a few different products um, that we're going to step into here. So quick overview of the cell efficiencies here. Uh, fun fact uh, with respect to JA is that it started out as a uh, manufacturer of solar cells and supplied solar cells to a lot of the leading uh, module manufacturers that uh, you know today. Um, and it transitioned to essentially module production in 2010, 2011. Um, and uh, you know, our, our cell capacity is roughly equivalent to our, our module capacity today. And particularly for the US market, every module that we manufacture is essentially has a, a, a JA cell in it. So we have kept our our, our, our start as a company is a cell manufacturer and transfer that into our, our modules. So we kind of control the production of, of both aspects of the, of the business as well as significant wafer capacity as well. 
this is kind of a, a high level picture of, of where we're going with our modules and also talks a little bit about what's happening in the module space. The 158 there, that is the 158 cell size and that uh, yields a output that is in the 405 to 410 range for both a monofacial and a bifacial module. That's gonna give you a module that's about six and a half feet high and JA, as well as a lot of the market is transitioning to larger cells, larger modules. Um, the, the next step there is kind of the, the S20 or D20 for JA, which is the 166 millimeter cell. That translates into a, a module output that's in the four, 450 range. And the next kind of um, jump after that is the 182 cell size, um, 182 millimeter, which translates to a module that's 500 watts plus, 520, 525, 530. Uh, and we'll start to see those modules roll out in um, start of 2022 for J, potentially Q4 of this year. Uh, and this represents kind of a change that's happening across the industry. If you go back this five years, we were all talking about poly modules. That was the, the dominant product for uh, the, the commercial the utility space, even residential. Um, and we saw a shift a few years back to uh, the MonoPerk product. Uh, Jay was the first company to, on, to offer MonoPerk commercially, uh, globally. Um, and that has transitioned into a, the dominant technology for the global market and US market. And we're now, and we, we, we've then seen that translate into from monofacial modules to bifacial modules another change we've seen to half cell modules uh, and the half cell bifacial product is really become the mainstay product for 21 2021 into 2022 and beyond for utility segment and also a large part of the commercial segment that's going to be the dominant technology going forward and then we see the size of cells ticking up in the module space as well so going from a 158 to a 166 to a 182 and the dominant cell size and module sizes going forward are going to be based on the 166 millimeter cell, the 182 millimeter cell, and the 210 millimeter cell. Um, our feeling is that the, the, the dominant technology out of those three is going to be the 182. It's going to kind of hit the same, the sweet spot in terms of module size, module weight, power density. And we'll kind of jump into that here in just a little bit. So quick overview there of where Jay is trending on the module side. On the 60 cell side, probably limited in interest for the commercial side, but uh, there may still be some, some commercial rooftop uh, installations out there that are of interest. And you can see there that the, the, the module trend is also following the 158, 168, 166, 182. And you're gonna see product uh, output ranges there from you know a 320 to a 340 today, black or white back sheet to a a 375, 380 to uh, touching on a 4, 420, uh, 450 as we head towards uh, head towards 2022 in the 182 product. So first, the 180, the 158, that's the current size. That's going to be a 405 watt in um, in a in a uh, a monofacial product to a 410. It's going to be 400 to a 405 in the bifacial. And what we're starting to see here is, in addition to moving towards a half cell product, which is going to reduce uh, hot spots on the module, you're going to have less shading uh, impact. 
We're also the reason that we're seeing efficiency increases is that, is that the, the the fingers on the modules, the bus bars are getting thinner and smaller, and that means we can put more across the uh, the cell for collection. We're moving from a 5BB to a to a nine bus bar cell, ultimately to an 11 bus bar cell as we move forward in the in the modules. So this is a module where you've got about a it's about six and a half tie by about three feet. You've got a weight that is around 25 kilograms, 30 kilograms, or uh, 55 to 60 pounds, uh, 65 pounds if it's a bifacial. Um, and this, this is available product today. Um, this is kind of standard technology. We can see this also trend into a 78 cell form factor, which would be even taller. Um, and would get you to the 445, 450 level. Um, but ultimately where Jay is trending for second half of this year and where we see much of the market trending in the interim before the large format modules is in the 166 cell size. This is still gonna be a 72 cell module. This is gonna take us to about a seven feet high module. You're at the nine bus bars on the cells. Um, and you've got a um, you know, a size that's uh, slightly larger. Um, you've got an output that's going to be in the 450 range, and that'll be kind of the 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 crossroad product, I think, ultimately to the 500 watt plus module, which is the uh, 182 cell uh, basis. The nice thing about the 166 cell is that you can put that into a 72 cell format or a 144 cell format, as we see here with the half cell. And that's going to be equivalent to a 158 smaller cell size in a 78 cell format. So ultimately, this is a more power efficient, better size, better weight dimensions for installation. This is ultimately where we're trending in terms of large format and the, the new modules that uh, Guillaume was talking about, larger format. It's going to continue to use the mono perk. This is going to continue to be the dominant kind of Standard efficiency product for the U.S. market. It's going to be rolled out across the utility space. It's going to increasing um, bus bars there, going to 11 BB. Half cell format available in both monofacial and bifacial. We're going to have a, a efficiency that's going to range from essentially um, 20 to 21 percent on the on the module side. This is a good slide because it shows where module capacity at the end of 2020, 2020 and the end of 2021. And this, this talks a little bit about what's happening in the module space in, in terms of product, right? You can see that as at the end of 2022, 20 there, this is the, the, the global picture for J. We were majority 158.75 cell production, the small the module production, the smaller cell size product. And we can see that trending to the 166 and the 182 millimeter, the larger format products. As we head towards 2021, you see a major shift there to the largely 182 millimeter uh, production. And for JA, where this is gonna be happening is primarily in Vietnam. Today, we manufacture our 158 cells in Malaysia. We ship them to Vietnam for manufacturing. Those go to the, the US market. That manufacturing base is going to shift completely to Vietnam. Uh, it's going to be all J owned from wafer to cell to uh, module. And their overall capacity there is going to shift from 1.3 gigawatts of production shipping to the U.S. market, and specifically for the U.S. market today, to three and a half gigawatts 
starting in 2022 annually for the U.S. market. So that says a lot about the the um, the growth plans for Jay as a company, how we see the U.S. market emerging um, as a as a as a growth market for solar. And you'll see similar capacity expansions kind of coming online with, with other manufacturers as, as we go forward. Um, for the US team here, we've worked with um, a lot of the leading customers, as I said, across the uh, utility commercial space and distribution space. Uh, we're gonna be tripling our capacity. We're gonna be able to work with um, still more customers, more projects across those customers. So. It's a, you know, it's a big bet for the U.S. market and where we see things going, but ultimately means more work for us, but more product for the U.S. market. And, and I think that's a telling sign in both where we see the product trending and where we see capacity, capacity trending on, on the where the U.S. market's going. That's a quick summary of uh, Jay's product lineup, where we see things going, how we see it impacting the market. Thanks, Guillaume. Thanks, Thomas. Um, very, very good presentation. Uh, we, we have a good amount of time left now for uh, some uh, maybe Q&A sessions. Uh, so there, there are some on the chat that I saw. want to make sure maybe uh, Ted and, and Jonah, if, if I think you've answered them, but there was one on um, one with flags beyond you builder and the tilt of grid flag. So just want to make sure I know you typed the answer, but I want to make sure maybe you address that question since not everybody may have read the chat. Yeah, thank you. Um, grid flex, we're using it internally on you builder now. Uh, we are waiting for some final um, structural engineering certificates for you builder before we release it publicly. And um, conservatively, I, I'd say two to four weeks for it to be available for anyone to use. Uh, the tilt currently is at um, five degree and 10 degree will be available um, to install in August to design 10 degree in April. Good stuff. Good stuff. And so in the meantime, if people have projects, they talk to us at Baywa or directly with you uh, at Unirac or your team at Unirac, correct? correct. I, think you, I think you said that's correct, but you were Yes, made. exactly. That I, is correct. In the age of 2020, we, we become uh, uh, lip readers with you, like, <laughs> don't unmute on time. Uh, and there was another question on, on racking, um, you know, there's a growth in, in module uh, size. So I think, Ted, you answered this. Um, you, you've seen this come in. I mean, I'm sure your R&D team is, in, is talking with the panels, panels manufacturers and you know the lineup and you have products lined up for it, right? And so that's yeah i'll let jonah address this because he's really um, deeply involved with you know what our product offering is and relating to the increased sizes of modules yeah uh, we are actively working to support those modules um, two examples one is gridflex this trend was happening as we were going into the wind tunnel study so we made sure that we're covered for larger length lengths as well as widths um, as far as the wind design and from a product standpoint, right now we are um, offering a longer wind deflector for EcoFoot 2 Plus. And we also have a mid support that can be installed as an option at the mid span of the module to support those longer modules to give um, actually six points of contact per module for the larger form modules. Good stuff, good stuff. Uh, Thomas, uh, there's a question for you. Uh, connector compatibility with SolarEdge optimizers. What should we expect uh, for the US market? I'm sorry, Guillaume, can you repeat that question? 
Oh yeah, will, will your modules have um, connectors that are compatible with the SolarEdge optimizers? And so, uh, believe MC4s, right? You're delivering MC4s to the U.S. market. Yeah. So particularly for the uh, for the residential space in the 60 cell module, we're only going to bring in modules with MC4 connectors on it. Our standard connector is a, a QC4 for the larger commercial format utility format module. But specifically for Baywa, we build those modules with MC4 connectors. So when your customers order their product through Baywa, it comes with a, with a connector that's compatible with SolarEdge. Good stuff, good stuff. Well, that, that gives me a good transition. There's a good question from the audience from, uh, I think it was from uh, Emmett, uh, but I don't seem to be able to retrieve it. It was around, um, let me see if I can retrieve it. I can't see it on the chat, but I saw it pop out at some point. It was around, oh, here we go. What trends are you all seeing? You can recognize the Texans here. Are you all uh, seeing regarding where solar equipment is manufactured? Maybe Ben and, and Thomas, maybe you're, you're the most uh, prominent best answers to answer that question. Um, ben, you want to take a crack at it? Yeah, sure. So it's, it's uh, you know, as, as you saw from the beginning of my presentation, we have you know, almost a half a dozen plants now around the world. Uh, we do have a plant in China. It's with a uh, U.S. manufacturing company that, that has a facility there. Uh, we have opened a plant uh, last year in, in, in Vietnam. Uh, we do have the, the Sela One manufacturing plant in, in northern Israel. And then, you know, a couple of other plants in, in, in Europe. And uh, so the the concept of the Sela One factory in Israel is, is to create a template that we can then duplicate. So we own, SolarEdge owns that plant. That's a SolarEdge facility. It's, it's not a contract manufacturer. And the concept is that we will be able to more rapidly move with plants into other regions as needed. So I don't think there's any other plant at, at this point to open up another plant, but um, you know, we'll, we're, we're setting the frameworks that we can do that much more rapidly than it would usually take to open up another facility. Thanks, Ben. Thomas, you want to add some, some things on the module for maybe the supply chain, what you see? And... Yeah, so for the module side, uh, you know, the, the dominant production base has been China and South Asia. And for the U.S. market specifically, um, you know, leading manufacturers move their production bases to uh, South Asia for uh, the U.S. market, kind of based on trade policy in the U.S. That has continued to be um, uh, what's, what makes sense for the U.S. market. I think that we've seen dabblings of module production in the U.S., um, but for the standard crystalline technology, um, that has to date made the most sense to manufacture. Uh, in Asia, and I, I think that'll be the trend continuing to go forward. I think it's great that this technology can be paired with with other equipment that's manufactured in the U.S., such as the folks that we have on the call here. And uh, you know, unless we see a change in trade policy, I think that's where we'll continue to see the crystalline modules manufactured. Good stuff. Good stuff. Ben, uh, you, you talked about the, your new um, power, uh, not power plant, you know, production facility. Does that, so it obviously increases your, your production capabilities and that probably sets you up really well for 2021 as you know, we're seeing some, some 
tightness and supply for certain rapid shutdown devices, you don't seem to be impacted or you don't anticipate at the moment to be impacted by that on the commercial side. Yeah, I mean, let, I'll caveat by saying I'm not the, you know, the operations guru uh, uh, from SolarEdge, uh, but I, I could certainly say from a commercial product point of view for North America, we're, we're in great shape. You know, our, you know, Baywa has, has inventory, uh, there's product available. Uh, we have increased manufacturing capacity uh, despite COVID and, and, you know, the challenges of, of last year. So we've actually seen our lead times go down pretty dramatically. And I, I don't see that trend changing in, in the near future. I mean, we, we have planned for and expect a record. I mean, we've heard it from the whole panel here that 2021 will be a, you know, a record year for C&I in, in, in the US. And we expected that, we planned for it. And, and uh, I'd like to say we were hoping for it, but you know, we, we like to plan well. So we're, we're waiting for it. We're waiting for it to happen. And we're already starting to see it uh, just the way things ended in, in 2020 in December. And, and I'm sure you, know, you guys are, uh, the J Solar team and the Interact team are seeing the same thing. It's, it's, uh, it's full guns going and full blast in, in 2021. So. For sure. Thanks. Thanks for that. And last quick question before we wrap up, maybe uh, for Ted or Jonah or both of you, you know, like you have your new product, the Gridflex. What would be the three main key reasons why people should check it out and, and really give a hard look at this solution for rooftop solutions? Yeah, I think um, one of the biggest reasons really is going to be for opening up opportunities that are on roofs with a low PSF requirement where um, you really cannot add a lot of ballast weight, but also want a ballasted system. So the load sharing offers that. Um, I think that's one. Another is um, the speed compared to other grid-based systems. So for, for those that might be real believers in a grid-based system, I think this is a um, more feature-rich, more pre-assembled, slicker uh, version of that grid-based system. So the, the speed, um, and then also just securing your investment, having a, a really high-end racking component. You know, racking is a, a smaller section of the cost per watt of a project, but it really does have a lot to do with the security of your project and, and maintaining your investment. Good stuff. Like to, uh, I'd just like to add that, you know, you can build the grid flex before your modules are even lifted to the roof. Um, so you can get your racking completely secure and do some wire management in advance of, uh, of setting modules. Nice, nice. In case delivery delays or... Good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so well, um, it, it's, it's almost the top of the hour and I wanna make sure to be respectful of everybody's time. Uh, yeah, I wanted to thank uh, you all for coming in, Thomas, Ted, Jonah, and Ben. Thank you very much for, for taking the time to speak about this. Uh, sounds like you know, it's going to be a, a, a killer year after 2020. That was mm, a little bit weird. 2021, uh, hopeful that uh, we're going to be uh, doing great things, right? Ben, with your new new product rollouts um, and ample availability, you're, you're uh, well set up to serve the U.S. market and prepared with the J Solar modules. You know, it's, it's a winning combination, Thomas. You, you're going to lead, and I believe, your, your entity with the supply you have lined up and your capacity in cell manufacturing. You're, you're going to lead the, the, the change on larger footprint modules and, 
hey, could we pair all that with a grid-tech system, right? Uh, it's it's faster, uh, it opens up the new route, so it lowers the cost of electricity and energy. It's really cool, really cool to have you on board, and thank you for participating. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome.